Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, your host, life coach, and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, we are discussing the benefits of hiking and challenge. When I take the Enneagram, I am the challenger. It always makes me giggle because that's what I do in my work, in my personal life. And having challenge as part of who I am has helped save me. And I want to talk to you a little bit about how I bring challenge into my own life to help challenge you to bring more challenge into your own life. And hopefully I can explain why challenge equals healing. I'm fresh off of a three-day backpacking trip. It's my second backpacking trip of my lifetime. Now, if you're a highly sensitive person out there, that may puzzle you. How can I be highly sensitive and go into the freaking woods for three days and feel comfortable? I am high sensation seeking, so that's a piece of it. Backpacking is high sensation seeking. But our sensitivity isn't permission to shy away from challenge. There's too much that challenge can teach us than to shy away from it because it's uncomfortable. And that'll resonate with lots of highly sensitive people and empaths that nature restores us. So no big surprise there. I live in Denver. I'm in love deeply with the Rocky Mountains. But let me talk you through a little bit of what it's like to go on a backpacking trip. I woke up at 4 a.m. on my birthday. We usually leave about a half hour later than we shoot for. So we shot for 5 a.m., left by about 5.30. One friend met us. And there's a joke about me and hiking or backpacking that I'm almost at the level of you have to submit an application to come on a hike or a backpacking trip with me. And if you take the boundaries course with me, in October, and I have extended the coupon code for that. I will put that in the show notes and mention that at the end of the show. But if you do the boundaries course with me this year, you will hear about why that is and how I set these types of boundaries because I protect my nature time fiercely. It's a time when I restore. It's a time when I let go. 
It's a time where my body lets go of pain and enjoys the endorphins of the challenge. Before we even chose this hike, it took us a good 20 hours between me and Chris of trying to find this hike. Why? Nature didn't cooperate. Our first hike was snowed out. We had a July snow. Now, I still can't process it. My my southern New Orleans self cannot process that I was having to deal with snow issues at altitude for July 4th weekend. I still can't process it. My brain won't do it. But we couldn't go to our original destination. So in and finding hikes, not easy. I wish it was. If there are some computer wizards out there, please make it easier to search or to filter. But what we were looking for is very specific. We wanted enough distance to have a real challenge. And we wanted to see some beautiful things. And because there have been some late spring storms, Bridges were washed out on hikes. Trees were blocking roads to get to hikes. So there was a lot of information that we had to find out to make sure that we could hike the trail that we chose. So we finally found, I found it, we found Abyss Trail to Abyss Lake. Now you're welcome to go on all trails and look at these lakes. I'm going to put up some of the pictures on Patreon, I think on Instagram, some of my social media for the show. And we started out on the hike. Now this was Gusto's first backpacking. Gusto, our dog, our standard poodle, who is now an adventure poodle, he walked into the forest a baby guy poodle, and he walked out a big man poodle. We have done some pretty strenuous hiking with him to help get him ready for his first trip. He's a little jumpy, a little unsure of himself until he learns. But once he learns, he's fantastic. And he's growing up. He's maturing. So me, Chris, our friend Andrew and Gusto set out at about 7.15. 45 minutes into the hike, something happened. And right when it happened, I thought, oh, crap, I'm gonna have to say this on the show because this is a teachable moment. So sorry for the TMI, guys, but my period started 45 minutes into the hike. And I'm naming that because I know this is a reason why a lot of women resist hiking, resist backpacking, because they just don't know how to handle this part of being a woman and being out in nature. And I am here to tell you it is manageable. You can handle it. And there's something that is helpful for the body. So that can be a really painful time. Often that takes me out half a day, a full day, a day and a half. Every now and then it'll wipe me out for two days. These are the struggles of being a woman. We are fierce. We are powerful. But when I'm mid sort of motion this way and I'm working, probably because of endorphins and movement, I'm in so much less physical discomfort and pain. And all you do is bring a little baggie with your stuff and then you stick your stuff in another little baggie and that's it. That's it, ladies. Don't allow that fear of your period to keep you from enjoying nature if you feel called. It is suggested when you carry a backpacking pack that you don't carry more than 25% of your weight. I was carrying about 30 to 35% of my weight. It is very hard to get that pack down in size and that might be the biggest struggle being highly sensitive because I want to bring a lot of things with me that increase my comfort level. So I work in that space. I dropped about seven pounds off of the previous backpacking trips weight. So each trip, I'm going to make it a little bit lighter and a little bit lighter and a little bit lighter. That's its own challenge. 
And I had to deal with my fears of being out of control. I am a little bit overprotective, a lot overprotective (laughs) of Gusto. I don't want him to get hurt. And it scares me that if he got hurt miles into the wilderness, as an empath, I would have to feel that until we got him out. And I call him my little baby guy. And my baby guy saw that first bridge and there was a lot of snow melt, which means a lot of water on the mountains because of that late spring storm. So the first couple bridges that we went over, there were rapids. There was lots of water rushing underneath. It was loud. I could see my baby guy's face. He was scared, but he crossed. And he's agile and he's athletic and this is his element. And I could see that he was proud of himself after he got across and we cheered. We did 20 miles over three days. It took us nine hours to get to our first destination. We had a device with us that could tell us that we were moving for five hours. We were stopped for four. I believe we camped at 12,000 feet. Denver is a mile high at 5280 to be exact. So we start the hike at about 10,000 feet. That's about double what I'm used to. And I'm about four years in to being at elevation. I'm a sea level, below sea level girl my whole life. So my lungs are still adjusting. And that's okay. We go slow. We stop a lot. Sometimes it's 10 steps and stop and catch our breath and 10 steps and stop and catch our breath. We went almost seven miles that first day, four or four and a half were pretty easy, pretty flat, but uphill. And the last two were steep. It was like climbing a stair stepper with a heavy pack on. There's something magical about those moments where we just don't know if we're going to get there. And that's kind of my first theme that I want to bring up about why backpacking and hiking is a healing modality for me. And I know for many of you, on the healing journey, there's so many moments where we just don't know if we're going to be able to get there. And there's something magical and psychological and spiritual about me putting one foot in front of the other over and over and over and over again. And when I do that consistently without fail, I get to where I'm going. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about pivotal moments in history? If so, then try my new podcast, Calm History. It's a time machine of tranquility filled with immersive and fascinating stories from history. Prior episodes include The Pilgrims, Marco Polo, Henry Ford, Joan of Arc, Jackie Robinson, Klondike Gold Rush, Ancient Greek Olympics, Easter Island, and the Great Pyramid of Giza. There's also a six-part series about the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com. Now the trails were washed out, which means there was so much water coming down the mountain from the snowmelt that we couldn't find the trails. Now we had a GPS, so we couldn't get lost. But it meant that as we were walking, 
We'd have to just keep walking even though we were unsure. How much of your healing has felt like that? And just when we would think we're really lost and really turned around, the path would get clear again. And one foot in front of the other, we kept going. It's amazing on a hike that's more than about a mile, mile and a half through the Rockies. What's amazing to me is that through the Rockies, when you go on a hike, it's like going into alternate worlds all on the same hike. Sometimes you're in thick forest of alpines with the white bark. And it's summertime, so the leaves are green and lush. And then there's an open field, maybe a beaver pond, streams, little rivers. Then there's an evergreen forest, totally different landscape than the alpines. And there's big rock structures. And we're walking through rocks and stones and boulders. Sometimes I reach my hands out and just touch the rocks or the trees. Nature empaths, you'll understand this. It's as if my spirit is telling the trees and the rocks and the earth, Hi, remember me? I'm here. I remember you. It's a restorative connection to the earth. I'm a big believer that those of us who don't have a soft place to fall, particularly in our mothers, that there is a big healing force when we open up and allow ourselves to be held as a soft place to fall by Mother Earth. As kooky and hippy-dippy as it may sound, I have allowed in my own story, in my own heart, in my body, in my psyche, that I didn't just come from a female person's body. I came from this earth. It makes me feel a part of something bigger than me. And something about that translates as safety, as security. The first night in the tent, we didn't know how Gusto would do. A tent's a pretty weird thing, I think, for a dog that runs a little bit nervous. But he did great. His transformation on this hike, by the middle of day two, he stopped gingerly walking through the water. Now remember, we're in the mountains. The water is icy cold. So he's unsure as he's stepping and getting his feet wet. This is a city dog. He doesn't jump in puddles. He walks around wet grass. And all of a sudden, Chris and I both saw it. He found his confidence simply by doing. After that moment, he boldly walked through the water. He showed us the safer ways to go through water and around rocks. His instincts kicked in. He's trusting his intuition and he's letting it guide him. That happens to people too, y'all. There's confidence building in taking one step after the other and continuing on the journey. It's confidence that says, I'm stronger. It's difficult to breathe. I'm still breathing. This pack is heavy. I can still step. Wow, I can keep going through anything. That first night in the tent, it didn't just rain, it hailed. And I was snug as a bug in a rug in our little cozy backpacking tent where we were warm and we were dry and we were together on this adventure. Sure, I can get a sense of my family at any moment, having dinner in a restaurant, on a walk, sitting on the sofa, holding hands. 
But there's such a sense of cohesion that comes from adventure and challenge. Day two, we went up to the second lake, Abyss Lake. Wow, it got its name right. We walked into an abyss to find it. It was magical to be at a lake in July and the lake was half covered with ice. We sat and had lunch and it was as if we could watch the ice melting on top of the blue-green water. Now, as we walked down back to our camp for night two, magic happened. Storm clouds were moving in, so we were hustling to get back to be able to dive into our tents if we needed. And all of a sudden, I saw the most magnificent rainbow I've ever seen in my life. I don't know. I'm not a meteorologist. I have no idea. But something must happen at altitude. We were at about 13,000 feet. Typically, when I see a rainbow, I see a little piece of a rainbow. I saw the entire arc of the rainbow. It was like I was underneath the entire rainbow. As I fumbled to grab my camera and take a shot, I hear Chris. Now, something must happen. We must have a rainbow part of the brain that when we see beauty, it just trips and we go sort of stupid because Chris pulled out his camera to take a video and I just heard Chris go, double rainbow, double rainbow. And once I looked up and saw that there were not one but two glorious rainbows, I did it too. So like morons were on video just screaming, double rainbow, double rainbow, double rainbow. How can I not believe in the possibilities of life and magic and healing and growth? when the universe handed me a double rainbow on my birthday. Part of our superpowers of sensitivity is that when we allow and let beauty in, we're letting beauty in. We feel that. We feel beautiful, not in an aesthetic, pretty on the outside way, but in a beauty on the inside way. There were more people around the lake the second night that we were there as we were falling asleep whipped, tired. It is a deep tired like I have yet to experience in other ways. Two other parties had campfires going across the lake that we could see. It's a beautiful way to be so alone on the mountain and also, interestingly, so unalone, knowing that everyone else there is also seeking beauty and challenge peace, nature, restoration. I left the mountain the next day. It took us four hours to get off the mountain when it had taken us nine to get there. That's the difference between going up in altitude and going down. So that's a nice little treat when you know that the down is going to be so delightfully fast. I left the mountain pain-free, no pain in my jaw or neck. I felt empowered by facing fears and challenge. I felt bonded to my man and my baby guy dog and my friend. And I felt accomplished because at the beginning of every hike, every backpacking that I do, it seems impossible until it's done. And that's exactly how every bit of healing has ever felt to me. I hope this episode inspires you to find some creative ways to challenge yourself 
hiking, backpacking, that's my thing. Maybe it's your thing. You're welcome to ask me some questions about it. But I hope it inspires you to find your own thing and to step fully into it. Even when the people around you have no idea what you're doing. I can't tell you how many people over the years when I had this dream of backpacking would tell me that wasn't for me. I couldn't do it. I was too sensitive. Blah, 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 blah. We have incredible superpowers as highly sensitive people. Please challenge yourself to find yours. It will inspire you to continue on the healing path. And I promise you, if you keep going one foot in front of the other, you will get to where you're going. And you'll be surprised by the beauty that awaits you there. I want to thank these sweet people who got on iTunes to give us some beautiful reviews. I want to give them some shout outs. I want to thank Matthew. Matthew says, I stumbled upon it and now it is part of my morning routine. The synchronicities that have happened to me since listening have been unreal. It's like my spirit guides start with your message and echo it over the next week because they know I am a stubborn one. I love my stubborn people. I'm a fellow stubborn person. Hello, all you stubborn, beautiful people out there. I want to thank Bound to CRV Ground. This person says, I'm having a significant influence in the quest and understanding what it means to be human. Ooh, it's going to make me cry. Orange girl, I'm glad your mood has been bumped up by the show. It makes me happy. Bree Rake, I'm glad you can tell I'm genuine. You are so welcome. Thank you for being out there listening. Number 11, I'm so happy that you're listening and you're a new HSP. Welcome to the tribe and this new awareness. I'm glad you're finding yourself. And Evie, I'm so glad you accidentally found us. Thank you for the reviews. Please hop on and leave us a review on iTunes if you haven't already. It's greatly appreciated. It's the quickest and easiest way to help the show out. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all the five-star reviews. Y'all, we are over a thousand five-star reviews. If you've given us one, thank you so much. You are part of that. I want all of you to know that you are an emotional badass. I am an emotional badass. And together, we are where Moxie meets mindful. Keep being the change. Light and love. Bye-bye. Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about history? If so, then try my podcast, Calm History. You'll learn all about famous explorers, inventions, civilizations, ancient wonders, and even the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to Calm History dot com.